0: All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kane, and you're listening to episode 356 of the world famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Hello world have you noticed that people just use profanity all the time now it didn't used to be that way I mean it, there I mean people always use profanity but not like at work generally or at work dealing with customers generally you know like a like in a, in a retail setting or at a, at a fast food restaurant generally the employees didn't just openly use profanity. You know, in front of the customers and vice versa, there was a certain level of decorum. It's it feels like. Recently, I'll give you two examples. Um, and I, you know, I'm no obviously, you guys know, I don't. I'm no prude. I don't. It doesn't bother me all that much. I just find it fascinating how society and how how, how the culture changes over time, because none of this would fly in, uh, go back to the 80s, 90s, you know, but two instances just recently in the last couple weeks, um, I was like, what the, people, eh, any decorum at all, you know, so one time, the first one, okay, I went in to, um, my boss sent me on a, a uh, on a little errand, I had to go to Sam's Club and pick up some stuff for the office, so I went over there. I, I tried to tie it in. I was going to get a couple of their delicious hot dogs. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need any. Uh, I don't need any lectures. I know those things are loaded with sodium and nitrates, <laughs> or so I don't know. If I don't even know what nitrates are. I know they're loaded with all kinds of bad stuff. It's just a tube of delicious badness. So, but anyway, I was going to do that. I, I was going to tie the two of them together. I had to go to lunch anyway. So I, I timed it so that I went over there when I was gonna usually have my lunch. I was gonna get two hot dogs and a soda, and then I was gonna do my uh, I was gonna do my errand, go in there and shop and get my stuff, the stuff that we need, right? And eh, there's a reason why I, I get sent on these excursions, but I won't get into that right now. But anyway, um, so I went over there and I went to the to the cafeteria, the cafe part. And I went up there to and I and I was ordering, I ordered two hot dogs. I ordered you know I placed my order and there was some girl there and she goes, We ain't got no hot dogs. I said, What? So what do you mean? I've never heard of this before. Isn't this like the entire cafe is built around these hot dogs? That's what their whole thing is. You know, we have that dollar fifty hot dog special. Costco, too, both of them do the same thing. And it's like the that's the thing that the entire cafeteria, cafe at, at those places is built upon. That's the foundation. It's built on those $1. fifty hot dog combos. I've never encountered any situation where they didn't have any, right? Ever. And, I, and I've been buying hot dogs at these places for decades, Goes back. All right. So I go in there. and I said, "I you will know, order." She goes, "We don't have any hot dogs. We ain't got no hot dogs." I said, "What do you mean?" She goes. She pointed to this guy. She goes, "Now listen to this. This is a direct quote." She goes, "That motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker over there bought all the hot dogs." I'm like, "What the?" First of all, it's a it's a double, it's a couple of what does. And I looked over, and there's some guy, some schlub over there. His body is shaped like a like a teardrop. <laughs> just standing there with his arms straight down, with no expression on his face, just standing there, just a just a ah, just a stereotypical schlub. She goes, "He bought almost twenty hot dogs. That's all we had left. We don't have any more." And I look back there. Some woman back there had them all had them, had the buns all spread out on top of the uh, the hot dog thing. And she's like putting hot dogs into every bun. He bought every one of them, almost twenty of them. That and then the 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 other what the? Well, first of all, what you know, what circumstance would make a person just come in there and purchase every hot dog, like every one they have? Like why? What what is the? I mean, I should have talked to the guy. I should have recorded him. Put him on the podcast. You know I don't. You know, and what if you if you're gonna do something like that? Don't you call ahead, right? God, so that's that's the first what the, the second what the, that motherfucker over there <laughs> bought all the hot dogs. She works at she works at Sam's. She's an employee. I'm I'm like I'm, I'm sixty. I'm an old man. I come in there and I, and she's just like using profanity. Just all willy-nilly. Like I said before. I don't care about that. I'm not that much. Or did I say that before, or did I just think it? I mean, it's not it doesn't offend me. I just, you know, I just don't understand how things change over over the long haul. And I don't see that how that's a positive. How's that a positive? But anyway, so that was number one, right? What do you think about that? I mean, what what do you think about that? I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but God. You know, what would lead a guy to buy 20 hot dogs with, with no call ahead? You got to call ahead. You got to say, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to buy a bunch of hot dogs. Can you accommodate me? That's what you do. That's what a human being does. Right? You don't just show up and just clean out the entire thing. Then the whole foundation of the cafe, it's on, it's teetering. That, I know they sell pizzas and stuff like that. That's no good. You know, that's not... Uh, that's not the foundation. It's teetering. That thing could fall over, collapse. All right. The second one. We were at that uh, Trogues Brewing down in Hershey with uh, Tony's sister. Whew. Yeah. I talked about that on the uh, Patreon episode, I think. <laughs> if, you, if you're not a patron, then uh, you missed it because that was a good one, I think. Anyway, um, so we went to Trogues Brewing Company down in um, Hershey, Pennsylvania. And it was a two-hour trip, but it was fun. It was a good day. And um, so I was in... The, it was They have this tasting room slash restaurant. It's huge. place was packed. It was so loud. Everybody's in there talking, drinking. This is like late afternoon. I mean, this isn't like... This isn't at night. This isn't... Well, it's probably like 3 o'clock in the afternoon or something. People are in there. The place is just pandemonium. And um, there's a loud roar of people. Yeah, it's huge and the ceilings are really tall, and it's just it's just loud and everything. It's crazy. So, uh, you know, we were getting ready to leave and uh, nobody came and gave us a bill or anything. I mean, they they took our uh, credit card when we when we went in, so we're running a tab. So there's no, uh, there's no, you know, we're, you're not gonna dine and dash in there. Not that we ever would anyway. But you know, if we'd have left, I assume they would have just charged the credit card, and I assume they probably would have put put like a twenty five percent tip on there. You know, and, you know that's probably written in the in the in the in the small print. But anyway, I was like, who is there? Is there somebody? Is there a waitress, a waitress or a waiter in this place I can pay? i like to pay my bill. When we're getting ready to leave. So I went and I found this girl, a woman, and uh, I said, "Who can I pay? I'd like to pay." She goes, "I can take care of you." I said, "All right, thanks." So she takes out a cell phone and she goes, "What's your last name?" I told told her, and she goes, "Okay, I got you." Um, and um, she goes, uh, she goes, "Oh, I like that shirt. I had a t-shirt on and had like a like a pint of beer on it. It's a cool. It's a green t-shirt that has just has a, a pint of beer on it." I wore that because I was going to a brewery, you know. You know, that's a theme dress. I, I I do a lot of theme dressing, <laughs> so uh, so she goes, oh, "I like your shirt." I said, "Oh, thanks, appreciate that." She goes, "Uh, she goes, fuck yeah!" <laughs> like what the what the hell's this? <laughs> is just throwing dropping f bombs everywhere you go? Everywhere, everywhere, like you're in the service industry. And people are just like dropping f-bombs just in a casual manner. Ah, whatever. I mean, like I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. But it just seems weird. This seems like something's changed. You know, I don't. You just use profanity anywhere at at any time. She's an employee there. Fuck yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. That was a fun day. If you live anywhere within driving distance of the Trogue's Brewing Company and you like beer and craft beer and all that stuff, I highly recommend it. It was voted recently as the top brewery tour in America by I think it was USA Today. So it's fun, it's really good. We had a we had a blast there. It was fun. So anyway, so what do you think about that? Do you encounter just casual profanity everywhere you go, just with employees of businesses? Eh, whatever. Hey, whatever. Um, let's see what's next on my list. Uh, oh, I was going to talk to you about. Uh, I was talking to. I don't know who was it. A Tony probably, or maybe it was uh, the older boy. I think it was the older boy. We were talking about these grade school kids, people you went to grade school with. That kind of, you know, they were there, and then suddenly they were not there anymore. You know, they were they were just part of the. You know, they were part of the whole uh, school. They were your classmates. And they were there day in and day out, and then suddenly, not there anymore. Nobody knows anything about them. <laughs> They're just gone. Nobody knows where they went. They were just there one day, gone the next. It seemed like there was a lot of that in grade school. I don't know. It didn't really seem to happen that much later on in, in, in my school career. But it seemed like there was a lot of that going on in, when I was in grade school. There would be kids there they were just a classmate, just a, one of the many classmates and then suddenly not there anymore and then 5 years later you're like oh my god remember that guy you know and there's usually those those kind of kids there's one thing that you remember about them there's like a specific thing that you remember about them. And it's usually, uh, I don't know, I can only speak from my point of view. But it's usually not something that uh, they would probably like to be remembered for. <sighs> you know, but that's what I remember them for. Maybe I'm being a little unkind. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I had three of them written down that I remembered. And um, the first one, there was this kid... His name was William. I'm not going to say his last name. I don't know where he is, what happened to him. But we are in, I don't know, like fourth grade, third grade, something like that. One day he sneezed. This is what I remember. Okay, when I remember this guy, this is what I remember about him. All right? This is is his legacy in my mind. He's one of those kids that was there and then wasn't there. This guy, uh, one day he sneezed and a long rope of snot <laughs> came out of his nose one of the, i think it was his right nostril if i'm remembering correctly it came a long rope of snot came out of his nose and it it hung all the way down almost to the ground it was from his nose nearly touching the the floor right and then suddenly he just snorted it <coughs> he snorted it and it went straight screaming back into his nose hole like you know like those uh like those uh what do you call those things uh what do you call them god like a like a tape measure you know when the tape measure goes comes flying back in you know what i mean that's what it was was like went, went, sucked right back up in there just at a high rate of speed this is what i remember about this guy his whole entire life you, you know you that's his legacy in my mind. In my mind, when I think about this guy, he's lived, I don't know if he's still alive. I have no idea. but um if he if he's still alive, he's about sixty years old, and that's the one thing I remember about him. That's the only thing. That's the about the only thing I remember about this guy that he uh, he sneezed a giant rope, snot rope, and then he sucked that thing back up like a tape measure. All right. Is that fair? I don't know. Another one. This kid named Jeff. His name was Jeff. Because, um, you know, back in those days, there was a lot of Jeffs. There's no new Jeffs. They're not making any new Jeffs, but that's a that's a subject for another. Um, anyway, his name was Jeff, and uh, he was in first grade. He was in first grade, maybe second grade, and then he disappeared. One of those ones that just disappear. And uh, he, uh, he... 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 Uh, one day in our in our elementary school, um, it was a, it was back in those days. This is I don't know what year. What was I? What year was I in elementary school? Seventy or something. I mean, it was like a modern school. It was one of those more modern in nineteen seventy. The modern in nineteen. So each each classroom had its own little bathroom in it. So each classroom had a like a small. Just had a toilet and a sink in there and a mirror you know, and it was, uh, each class had one of those, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you probably had the same thing. All right. So one day we're in class and, uh, you know, we're just, uh, doing whatever we're doing. And then, uh, the, the door, uh, (laughs) the door of the bathroom comes open and that Jeff kid, uh, like sticks his face through the crack, you know, he just opens it a little bit and he goes, Teacher, will you wipe me? <laughs> and uh the whole class just erupted in in uproarious in laughter. And um, you know, that's that's whatever was he's sixty. He's probably like sixty years old. And um he's lived, he's had experiences. He's probably you know he's probably done many things. He had many life experiences, accomplishments probably, heartaches, peaks and valleys, and that's the only thing I remember about him. And so <laughs> that's his legacy in my mind. Teacher, will you wipe me? I'm like what? The? I think she did. I think she took care. Of, I think she took care of the wiping. Who All right. And then the next one I don't know if it's grade school or what. It was when we were in like uh we had something called minor league. It was a it was a baseball league before before little league. I guess that was grade school. There was this kid named Mike and uh his head was so big. They had to order a special batting helmet for him. <laughs> That's for the guys like, you know, like, you know, like you say. I mean, like I said before. Had many ups and downs, adventures, probably relationships. He's had heartaches. He's had he's had wins. He's had losses. The only thing I remember about him is his head was so big. We had to they had to order a special batting helmet for him because it was the the batting helmet that everybody the batting helmets that everybody else used could not accommodate that big melon head that he had. His name was Mike. So those are the three I had written down. There's probably more. Do you have any? any People like that, like elementary school kids who just disappeared, and you remember some ridiculous thing about them. The only thing you can remember about them is that ridiculous thing, or am I just the weird one? I don't know. If you do, call me up. You know, tell me about it. I want to hear. I love these kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, help me out. The other day, I was talking to my brother on the phone, and he was in his he was in his van. He was dropping his son off for uh, uh, guitar lessons. And his son opens the the side door of the van to get the guitar out, I guess. And I heard this clang, 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 clang. <coughs> Sounded like stuff shattering and stuff. I said, what the shit was that? And he goes, oh, a bunch of coffee mugs fell out the side of the, side of the van. <laughs> a bunch of coffee mugs fell out of the van. I said, coffee mugs? What the? He drinks coffee. He doesn't use a, like a travel mug. He tells me he takes like a, a like a an actual coffee mug and drinks coffee on his way to work every day. Like a full, it has no cover on it. Like how do you not slop it all over yourself? How do you not hit a bump and the stuff just goes flying all over the the, the windshield down into the into the uh, you know the heating vent? You know how, how's this? He says I can do it, you know. So he, he drinks these he, every day. He, c- he takes a cup of coffee, a mug of coffee, out to his his van, drives to work, and then just throws the mug in the <laughs> in the back of the van. And he, he opens the thing up, and a bunch of them are cascading out and crash, you know, like busting on the sidewalk. I'm like, good God! And um, and then you know we we continued talking, and 30 minutes later. He came back out. His son came back out, uh, Alex, came back out and uh, opened the van again. A bunch more fell out. I was going, what? I said, how many? God, how many do you have in there? What? How many is in there? Why are they falling out? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, probably every one I own. I was like, good Lord. And then when he drove off, he drove over him. You could hear him crunching underneath. <laughs> I was like, God, man, that's, that is... That's unbelievable. I thought that was hilarious. Um, he also, my brother, also insists on that. When I was talking about stand-up comedians the other day, and I gave you my list of people that I've seen, which was uh, Steve Martin, George Carlin. No, no. I'm sorry. That's the George Carlin. Steve Martin, uh, Jay Leno... Uh, I don't know I, I give you the list of the people and I said I've never seen George Carlin. he goes and my brother said, yeah you have you went with me to see George Carlin in Greensboro and I was like, are you sure about that because I don't remember anything about it Yes yes you definitely were there. How can I not remember that there's either he's mistaken or I I mean I, I can't I can't imagine myself not remembering seeing George Carlin. At all, I mean, having no recollection of it at all. I mean, sometimes they're like I, I went to many many shows when I lived in Atlanta, and I, you know, it's not something like I'll I'll, I'll think of a band or something. I'm like, oh, I saw them. I saw them at Center Stage or something. You know, something like that. I totally forgot about that, but I remember going to the show. But I, it's not something that's it's in the front of my mind. You know, I don't remember seeing George Carlin. At all at all and he insists you and I went to this show in Greensboro and you were definitely there I don't know I don't know what to say about that <laughs> I don't know I don't remember seeing him I don't I don't remember seeing him but maybe I did I don't know it's crazy um let's see what else uh, yeah 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 let me check this thing out uh, Oh, remember I told you told you guys that, that Tony's uh, windshield wipers would not work? And I that ended up me having to go pick up uh, her sister at the airport. I don't know if that was in a Patreon episode or what, but uh, she was supposed to pick up her sister uh, last week at the airport at 1030 at night, right? And that day she was somewhere, Tony was, driving, and her windshield wipers wouldn't work. And uh, it was raining, you know. Obviously, and um, she was like, "I don't, I don't feel comfortable driving to the airport because it's supposed to be raining off and on all night. I don't want to feel comfortable driving to the airport with these windshield wipers. There's something wrong with them." And I said, "Okay, I'll drop. I'll, you know, I'm at work, but I'll, I'll, I'll pick her up on. You know, I drive right by the airport on my way home, so I picked her up. All right. So she took the car. She took her car to uh, a garage." To have it checked out, see what the hell's going on with the windshield wipers, and they said that it looks to them like they had been tampered with. That somebody had gone in there and unscrewed the screws, loosened them completely, and they would not work. It looked like they they said that it looked like it was done on purpose. Said that there's no way that they could have backed out like that. What the hell's that? What do you think about that? I mean, who would go to all the trouble of doing something like that? And what is the point of it? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't know if I could. That kind—that's kind of freaky. I don't know if I believe it. And if—if—but it, it, it's possible, of course. But who would do something like that? That's kind of stupid. Like, some teenager wouldn't do that. A teenager would, like, throw eggs at your car or something like that. Or, or or something like that. You know, they wouldn't go to the lengths of that where they would, you know, unscrew screws on your windshield wipers. Right? Am I wrong about that? What is, you ever heard anything like this before? That's, that's, that's mind-boggling. And um, the older boy's like, oh, we got to put up cameras, you know. He goes, this is ridiculous. He's like freaking out about it. You know, he wants to put cameras up. And um, I said, well, I said it could have happened when she's at work. You know, who knows? You know, I don't know. What do you think about that? I'm skeptical about it. But, you know, he said there's no way. There's absolutely no way that those things could have backed out on both sides. The windshield waivers. No way, you know. I don't know. That's that's a bizarre one. I, that's a mystery, you know. I don't I don't I don't understand that. If you guys have anything on that, if you, if you have any thoughts on that, let me know. All right, we're at the end of this. We do have two calls, and I want to I, I want to play those for you right now. These came in over the Surf Report Hotline, and the first one is from uh from Jill, first time caller as far as I know, and. And here it is.
1: Hi, Jeff. My name is Jill. I'm calling from a small, remote town in Pennsylvania. I just would like to tell you how much I enjoy your show. Uh, I am 75 years old, and my son, my adult son, who is 52 years old, got me interested in your show. We sometimes listen together. We always try to beat each other to listening to the show, and he does not like spoilers. I try not to give any. But when the show is so good, sometimes I can't help myself. Now, in quite a few shows back, you mentioned you and Tony getting married and you had to get a blood test. Well, no one has ever heard of that today. They think I'm making that up. But you couldn't remember the reason why you had to get the blood test. I think you passed over it, kind of. Well, the reason was um, they wanted to make sure you weren't marrying your brother or your sister or that you were not blood-related. And my husband and I will be married 55 years in December, but we did have to get the blood test. And uh, on another note... I get real disappointed when there's a long lull in the shows. Um, please try to make the shows closer together. When we wait uh, two weeks, maybe, we think something happened to you, and we really care, and we just really, really enjoy your show. And I just listened to the one... You and your adult son went to the comedy show. I laughed through all that. It was just hilarious. I also like when Tony's relatives visit. I like when you visit your parents. And my son and I both especially like your food critiquing. Uh, Take care, Jeff. Uh, Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Keep up the good work, my friend.
0: Goodbye. Awesome. That's awesome. 75 years old. Listen with your uh, 52-year-old son. Uh, how did you guys find me? How did you find this? Uh, I know you said your your son turned you on to it. But how did your son? Do you have any idea where he where, how he, he stumbled upon the Surf Report podcast? In any case, I appreciate you guys listening. And, um, and uh, I'm sorry that sometimes there's gaps. <laughs> I try not to let that happen. But uh life gets away from me. it's usually work and or child related. and when I say child I'm talking about full-blown adults right my, my kids. it's usually one of them and or work. These are the things that cause these gaps in my uh, my podcast. I do apologize that I, I try not to let that happen. sometimes things get out of get out of hand. In fact it feels like it's been a while this time. Sorry about that. But I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. Um, as far as the uh, the blood test goes, yeah, I don't know. You're saying it's so that people you can't marry a blood relative. I can see where that would be a problem. I mean, I'm from West Virginia, so how <laughs> you like that for a cheap cheap joke? I mean, I'm from West Virginia, so we have to you know we have to, we do have to guard against that kind of thing. But um, I think it has. Isn't there something like rubella or something that they don't want? I don't know. It feels like rubella is uh, something they they also guard against in the old days. I don't know. I guess they don't care about it anymore because they don't have you know, people don't even they don't have to do a, a blood test anymore. Everybody, everybody, I mentioned this to everybody's like, what the hell? What's that for? A blood test? What is that? You know why? You know they don't. I guess they don't care about rubella anymore, or they don't care about you marrying your brother or your sister or whatever. Eh, I don't know. I remember having to get that blood test when I was in Atlanta when we got married, and I was worried about it. I thought they were going to find something. Every time uh, I get blood work done, it doesn't matter what it is. Like if I have to go to the doctor, they always have you do blood work, and then they discuss it. They can just, yeah, I think they can just like you can just go to the go to the clinic, get your blood taken, you know, and then they they run a battery of tests and so they can tell everything about you. They don't even, you know, you don't even really need to go in at that point. You know, I know they do that uh, cursory, listening to your heart, looking in your ears. What the hell's that? What are they doing with the ears? Like, let me shine this, uh, this pointy uh, flashlight deal in your ears. Okay, there you go. Uh-huh. Yep, take a deep breath. Exhale. Take a deep breath. Is a bunch of bullshit. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. They don't even really. Sometimes they like press on your stomach. <laughs> they lay back. All right, pull your shirt up. I am going to press on your. I'm going to see if I can, you know, try not to fart on me. You know, thank you. I'm sure. I'm going to press real hard on your, on your abdomen. You know. All right. So anyway, but I think they they can do a blood test and they can tell everything about you. They can tell. They can tell if you got any kind of issues whatsoever. So every time they draw blood, I'm con, I'm convinced. Convinced that they're gonna uh, find some horrible, life-changing, terrible thing in there, and I, even when we were getting married, which was a, you know a joyous occasion, I was like, oh god, now they got my blood. Who knows what they're gonna say, find in there? You know, I was like sweating it. You know, not that I thought I had rubella or anything like that. I thought they were gonna find something second, you know, something else. You know, and um, yeah, but I can remember. I remember going get. Doing that, I remember that, so I don't know. Um, I guess everything was good. I haven't heard back from him, <laughs> that was in '93. I guess I'm in the clear, I don't know. But, um, anyway, uh, Jill, I appreciate you calling. I'm, I'm glad that you listened to the show, I'm glad you guys enjoy it, and I'm um, happy uh, holidays to you too. And, you know, congratulations on 55 years of marriage, that's awesome. You know, I just passed 30, but you got us beat by a long shot. Um. Hope we hope we get. You know. I hope we uh, reach fifty five. That'll be awesome. So, thank you guys and thanks thanks to your son as well. And uh, you know, call back whenever you'd like. This next call is from producer Zip. Here it is.
2: Hey Jeff K, this is Zip. I uh, I'm recording this while I drive, which is probably pretty reckless. But uh, so if I like, hear car crashing and screaming and gunshots, it's probably related to that. But. Anyway, I'm calling about the stand-up comedian thing. Um, I just edited the episode where you talked about Shane. Uh, God damn it, I can't remember. Shane Giles, Gillis. Uh, and I, I watch his shit online a lot, so thought it was pretty cool you went and got to see him. But I figured I'd call in about the stand-up comedians. I don't really like going to shows. I'd be, you may, you, you probably will freak out at this because I know you love going to music concerts. I haven't been to a music concert since the summer. Uh, 2011. I went with a friend to see Skrillex, a DJ. Uh, I, I don't like the crowds and the whole get in line, get out of line. There's a line at the bathroom. People are pushing and shoving. Everything's expensive. Too loud. I don't know. But anyway, so it's kind of the same thing with comedians. So I've seen uh, not that many. I've seen Louis C.K., uh, Dimitri Martin. I saw a live recording of the podcast, How Did This Get Made, which has Jason Manzukas and it had uh, Nick Cole as the guest, you know who those are. I, I don't know, is that the count as, like, seeing comedy in person? Anyway, who gives a shit? Um, but the best comedian I ever saw in person was, uh, you might not even know who he is, his name is Laval Crawford or Label Crawford. Uh, anyway, can't talk today. Uh, hold on, I'm in a school zone man, I'm, I gotta slow down I and mean, I hit a kid. That would not help my testimony if I ran over a child and they were able to get their hands on this audio to prove that I was operating a phone while in school. now. but anyway, uh, Lavell Crawford. Uh, if you watch Breaking Bad, uh, saw the lawyer had the two henchmen. One of them was Bill Burr, the redheaded guy, and the other one was the giant fat black dude. That's the giant fat, fat black dude. I took two of my friends, uh, their birthdays are like in the same week. So I took both of them to go see him when he came to Houston. And it was a real small joint, like one of those where you're actually like tables so you can like hear the plates because we ate dinner while we watched him. I'm talking people falling out of their chairs, literally like rolling around on the ground having to catch your breath. I mean, he tore the place down. So if you haven't seen any of LaVell stuff, uh, now I feel stupid that I'm saying I might be saying his first name wrong but who gives a shit anyway Lavelle Crawford uh, look him up I think you might enjoy him how do I turn this thing off hold on probably should wait until I hit a red light okay here we go
0: you haven't been to a concert zip since 2011 and it was a DJ ugh no way you like that kind of stuff at DJ stuff where a guy's just pressing a button and dancing wearing a stupid hat eh I don't know I don't know about that. (laughs) But I understand. I mean, I'm old. I get, you know, it feels like you got there a little bit before me. But I do. I also, when I think about going to a show sometimes, well, this is the way it works. Like, I see a notification that some band or some artist that I like is coming to town or coming somewhere close enough that I can drive to. I'm like, hell yeah, I got to go to that. I got to go to that, you know. And um, we go buy tickets. We buy tickets. Um, and I'm excited about it. And, um, you know, it's all, you know, visions, beautiful visions inside my head of how it's going to be, how much fun it's going to be. And then it gets time, you know, it comes time to actually go to the show. And it, especially if it's in Philly. And you're like, I'm like, oh, God. I drive all the way down there. I got to deal with that stupid ass traffic. That place. Have you ever spent time in Philadelphia? I don't know what the hell. The place is like laid out from back when Ben Franklin was around. It's the same roads, I guess. I mean, it's just not. It's not set up for like massive traffic. It's a big city. It's it's hard to get around in. All the roads are tiny, narrow. Uh, Many of them are one-way streets. And there's no parking. The parking is expensive if you can find it. It's just a gigantic hassle. So, you know, when it's in abstract, when it's like, you know, two months or six months from now, you're like, hell yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to go to that show. It's going to be fun. And then it becomes like, we're going tomorrow. Oh, God. I thought of driving down there on the the turnpike, dealing with that stupid uh, schoolkill parkway, which is like, oh, God, if you know, you know, as they say on the Internet. If you know, you know. That thing's a disaster. You know, you could get... You could just end up in a fiery ball on that thing, you know. It's terrible. And it's trafficky, and um, anyway, so uh, and, and like I say, it costs twenty five dollars to park. And it's like you know, you're blocks away in a terrible neighborhood. It's just not. The show itself is always good, generally, but uh, you know I understand. I I I have the same feelings. It's just like it's not worth it. You know, the day before, you start having these thoughts of, it's not worth it. But you don't even, you, apparently you don't, even the six months out, you, you're already like, it's not worth it, screw it, I'm not going. I don't know, some people are, I mean, it's just not, not everybody's into the same thing, that's all, that's all there is to it. I just, I've always loved music, and it's one of my things. So I endure it. I'm an old man now, but I still go sometimes. Not like I was in Atlanta. No way! I was going to stuff all the time. Not any. I go like three, two, three, four shows a year, something like that. Yeah, you know, I got, I got to keep my one toe in there. But I've never been to a DJ. No way. Um, but uh, you was tell you you were talking about stand um, stand up stand-up comedians you've seen, and you you mentioned Louis Louis C K. Good stuff. Um, but Lavelle Crawford was not familiar with him. After I listened to your message, I did go on uh, YouTube, and I pulled up a uh, little clip from him doing stand-up where he's talking about Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's. <laughs> and I have to admit, I was dying laughing. It was hilarious. That things he's funny, you know. And I, I remember him on uh, Breaking Bad, but I didn't, I didn't really know he was a stand-up. Bill Burr's on there, too, stand-up. They just, like, hire these stand-ups on there. It's good stuff. But anyway, um, that was... Uh, that was great, you know. If I if I had a chance to see a full show, I'd, I'd be down with that. He, seemed, he seems very funny, very good. Um, and I can see how that could be a, a, a great night out. Lavelle Crawford, excellent. Thanks for the tip. And um, thanks, to Zip, and thanks, Jill, for calling. I appreciate you guys uh, calling in. And if uh, the rest of you would like to call in, you can do it too. Uh, the number, 570-290-8151. Is that right? Yeah. 570-290-8151. Call round the clock. Ask a question. Make a comment. You know what have you. Suggestion. Whatever. You know, whatever you want to do. It's uh it's 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 out there. The hotline is out there for your usage. Also, if you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one, patreon.com is your place to take care of that business. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. That's, uh, that's where you can sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. You'll get an extra episode of the podcast every week. Not every once in a while. Not every month. That's for suckers. Every week. Well, every week, as, as Jill mentioned, every week that I have a new episode on the main network, there's always a an episode on Patreon, an extra episode on Patreon. So I try for every week. You know, it might, every once in a while I slip up. Life gets away from me. But um, it's an extra episode uh, every week. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And surfreportpod.com is the website for the for the podcast. i got some photographs over there and uh, links and, you know, what have you. Some uh, expanded show notes. So, Check that out, too. And we're at the end of this thing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, I hope you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Teacher, will you wipe me?